Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 64 of Death Readers, the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter book series. This is my first time reading it, and if you uh, have been listening along with these last 63 episodes, then you know that uh, Rob is helping me read through these books and experience them for the first time. That's right. Uh, and I am helping Rob shed his veil of <laughs> affection. Is that going to come up today? <laughs> Um, for for these these beloved children's books, uh, you know, just books, beloved books. If if you uh, are a avid listener, then you know that we have been recommending that you read through the chapters with us. So for this episode of Death Readers, uh, reading through Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, book seven, uh, we are going to be reading through chapters sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. It's true. So uh, we recommend you reread, reread those first or read them for the first time yourself first and then listen to it, listen to the show so you can hear us go through like the specific page numbers where we have notes about things. And then you'll go, oh, yeah, I, I remember when that, I read that just now. It does sound like what they're saying. Uh, or, or, you know, just listen and uh, disagree with me. <laughs> so... Um, it's, it's uh, do you harder. have any housekeeping? Uh, housekeeping? No, no, no specific housekeeping. Same. Okay. Well, if we don't have any housekeeping, then we might as well move into chapter 16. Godric's Hollow. Do you have a page number? Well, before I do, I'm going to say, for this show, just call me Messrs. Andre and Furman. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I've got far too many notes for my taste. Oh, uh, what's that referencing? It's Phantom of the Opera, man. Oh. I did the Seraglio last time, you know, too many notes. So now we're moving into uh And oh my god! And Pause. <laughs> yeah, there definitely was. Uh <laughs> Shit, see it's not gonna work. I don't have my phone, so I can't Google <laughs> frantically. I used to know his name. The man who plays Andre Orferman in Phantom of the Opera, the movie adaptation, also played Oscar Schickenator, Mozart's good friend in Amadeus, who wrote The Magic Who's Flute nuts. with him. Right. Who remember when Constance was like, you know what's ridiculous? You're a libretto. And he was like, oh, you probably know him from Doctor Who when he played Charles Dickens. He also wrote an actual biography on Charles Dickens. I just Simon Callow. Not Cowell, Callow. Simon Callow. He's also in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Boom. Anyway, that's how I brought that around. Too many notes. Simon Callow. What's up? I mean, it, it's not it's not, not impressive. Thank you. It, it's just like... <laughs> it's like... It's like... It's like paragliding into the eye of a hurricane. <laughs> it's like, I have no control. And it's just chaos until I enter the center of it. And then I see everything. I see everything. As it was, as it is. Right. I see all the chaos and where it led, but I'm safe. Excellent. So I'm glad you feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, page notes. You have too many about. notes was the whole point of you saying that. Far too many. I already did too many notes. That was a different show. This is far too many notes for my far taste. Too many notes for your taste. Got it. Well, well stop eating your notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. The notes, Sino G. Who the hell is he? Okay, let's no? move on. Not gonna, not gonna, um, but I could see. So you were gonna say before a page number? That's where this started. Oh yeah, that was that was the before. I just took you through it. 
Okay, what's your first page number? <laughs> three eleven. I've got yeah, two on three eleven. I've just I, really. Let's try, try to. Okay. I'm glad because I have. I feel like I have no notes, so it's it's up to you. Quote. It was like a dead body in the way it seemed to draw his eyes. Maybe she was in a goth phase. <laughs> what you don't think you like? It's easy to look away at it from a body. No, I'm saying this is the first of many dark and brooding descriptions she has in these chapters. Oh. You remember this on the very first page of the chapter, 311? Ron's empty bunk like a dead body? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Okay. Well, then, 311 is my next note. Okay. <laughs> L- listeners, we do recommend that you re- read <laughs> the chapter so you know what we're talking about. Whether or not I know what we're talking about is is not my responsibility. This is not nothing I have. This is actually a fault on me. I don't remember the placement of where they're sleeping. Are they all in top bunks? Do you remember how the things are that arranged? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like because Harry in... Harry jumps down from his top bunk after looking at Ron's bunk, and I'm like, are they are they? Uh, I, I just didn't. Might re- have been, he, it might have been beneath him, and he could have been like looking down. He turned his it. head and saw the bunk empty. Yeah, like if he was turning over the side of the. That's bunk. not how you turn a head ever. You have to lean. You don't just move your head. I don't know, man. Hurt. Her one of my notes later is that there is a lot of like I don't like how she writes action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she has really good space work when it comes to describing rooms okay. and things that happen in them. I feel like that's so, like, going to come up in this book or this chapter. Yeah, it it, it does. Up. It comes up at, I think in the next one more than that's anything. What I meant. But, that's what I meant. Um, but this is one of those. I mean, you're talking about a setting in the book that changes every time they move. Right. And. It is magic. I don't rem- it is magic, and presumably it would all go back to the same place. But like, I don't remember how she described it in the first place. She, it literally may have been. Des- she may have like decided. Well, I described it enough in book five, so I'm not going to describe it. Well, maybe here. it's maybe it's persistently generated where everything's in a different place every time they set the tent up. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, she doesn't tell us. Right. Like, I mean, if she does, I forgot. Sure. But like, the point is, like, she's not really talking about that stuff which isn't incredibly important but like you said for this specific moment like is harry looking like across a hall is he looking to the other side of the tent where he can see another set of bunks are the bunks is lined hermione up on like, the bottom well hermione had a girl no they had a girl's tent last time didn't they not a girl's room. i don't know yeah in in book five they had a separate tent i think right i i i, I just imagine it like a barracks where you know you have the different bunk beds lined up so in that case is everybody on a top bunk because i know i'd want to be if i had my choice yeah, but like why even have bunks then like why have why not just have beds because it's fun who doesn't I, like to alley open to sleep i just again i just don't understand like if you had cots it the function would be the same like I don't know, man. It doesn't. It, it also might not matter at all. True. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, it, again, it, when it comes to space work and filling out the scene and building a mental image, it's important. Mm-hmm. And the fact that neither you or I can do it is probably not a great sign either for us or the book. True. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> um, Three, but you know, whatever. Three thirteen is my next note. Mine's 318, so you can just go until you hit 318. Okay, okay. Uh, ooh, finally we have the fun stocking bit. Stocking bit. Uh, uh, staring at Ginny's name on the map. Oh. Like, I like to watch your name stalking. while you sleep. Stalking, yes. 
Yeah. Um, but also that made me think, is the, the map working that far from school? Uh, at some point, power of an object transcends magic and becomes godlike. That just seems way too powerful for that map. That's like a divine gift from Zeus as opposed to just, oh, we've made a map of our school. I don't know. It, it's... I feel like you're you're underlying a note that I had in book three, <laughs> but um, now you know the parameters. You in book three you were just wondering. Now I'm, I'm it's spelled out. Which parts of the parameters are spelled out? That it's exclusively Hogwarts. No, that it works so far away from school. Oh yes, that's correct. That that yes, you can in like, the countryside, yeah, yeah. hundreds of miles away, and still just like I can look at whoever I want in this school. It, at a certain aren't don't they say at a certain point that they sort of work their way down the island? That eventually they're like working further and further south, whereas Hogwarts is in Scotland. Probably, yeah. I think that's what they say at, at some point in the in like the last chapter or something. So yeah, they are getting further and further away from Hogwarts itself, and the map still works. It still has like a signal, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why it just seems way more way more than magic. Whatever magic parameters are, this is a different factor, and it just seems ridiculous. I guess, man. I mean, he could it, he could have a picture of Jenny he's staring at, being like, "Wow, I used to have a girlfriend. That's great. Or, that was great." I don't know. I don't know. It, what it reminded me of. <laughs> this is not nice. Okay. What it reminded me of is the uh, the credit graphics for book for movie three, with the two feet, the four feet that are right. clearly having sex with each other <laughs> right, on right. the Marauders map, mm-hmm. um, and. <laughs> listener if you don't know what we're talking about that's because you don't listen to our movie commentaries um where we find you know we talk, talk about this stuff um check out our patreon and download our movie commentaries there's clearly a bit of naughtiness in the marauders map section of the credits at the end there is absolutely some fornication happening in hogwarts at the end of movie three um it's movie three right because it's the one with the marauders map mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. um so what I thought was like, oh man, how fucked up! How I, I thought about a skit where Harry's doing this exact thing, but he ends up seeing like Ginny's feet marks doing something like that with somebody else's feet marks. I'm gonna not <laughs> like, lie. You know, uh, the thought occurred to me too. Oh, you did it! Yes. And I thought like, oh man, how hilarious would that be for to watch Harry's heartbreak <laughs> like in just that moment of just being like, like what? And maybe this is also that I've been watching a lot of Peep Show uh, recently. <laughs> The uh, the BBC show from the, the first, early 2000s. That's the POV show? Yeah. Yeah. And and that show's entire conceit is that these characters are never allowed to be happy. Right. <laughs> Essentially, like, they are, they are just put through awful misery and anxiety and stress and awful situations all the time. And this moment where Harry, like, is already down, but then gets kicked again while he's down felt like one of those moments where it was like, oh yeah, this should happen. This is exactly where this should go. Right. But also she's a child, so obviously it shouldn't. But like, in terms of the narrative, like just kicking Harry when he's down. Sure, 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 sure. That, that, because, because she's the, her, the idea of being with her, not romantically, but just, or, you know, sexually, but just being with her as a person is the thing that is giving him hope. Right. Like the fantasy That's, of like spending time with what he's looking at the map her. for right now. Yeah. And so to crush that feeling, <laughs> like, that's comedy, folks. Like, that would be 
hilarious. Yes. Or at least the opposite of it would be the you know the, the it's that it's that thing where you swing tragedy so far that it just becomes funny. She's in the dorm That's with Dean and yeah. Seamus and Neville <laughs> and the Sorting Hat. <laughs> um, sing a song about this, you perv. You've got a good um, head for it, Potter. Oh, I don't know. It didn't. It, it, He's it, not even there. It, I mean, everything about that appropriateness and application were wrong, and it just came out before I thought about it. And it's all on me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's pretty low hanging fruit that I also don't want to take a swing at. Sure. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really hoping something like that would happen, but uh, in that moment, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But it w- I mean, that also would have underlined how creepy what he's doing is kind of is, which she doesn't seem to get into much. No, it's sweet. It's it's, it's again it's that whole Edward looking at Bella while she sleeps thing. I, did, I don't know what that means. I mean, I know you who know what that are. you know what that means. I, I know enough to know kind of what you're talking about, but I don't. Re- I've not seen those movies or watched or, or read those books. Not even the Rift Tracks. No. All right. All right. Well, my next note is also page three thirteen. <laughs> Okay. It's a uh, this is a bit of writing that I felt was bad, but maybe I'm wrong and you can just correct me. Okay. Cudgel his brains, though he might. Harry could not remember Dumbledore, etc., etc., etc. I really hated cudgel his brains. That seemed like someone doing the thesaurus word search to write their book. Cudgel it- as 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 a noun or. It, it what no you rack your brains you don't beat your brains you don't thwack your brains you don't stick your brains you don't cudgel your brain that it, it's not what maybe it's a british thing could it be a british thing could cuddle cudgel be used as a noun and a verb maybe cudgel means scramble maybe maybe it's like cur- i don't know but it just I mean how i don't i feel like you've not grasped the concept of the new word alert <laughs> well, because I like, know I, I know what cudgel you means. You could have, but you always have these questions, and you could have looked it up and then been like, "So, new word alert." Well, I figured out that this means all this, or it also has this alternative. Tell you what, maybe if there's a new word alert today, we will have a live in show new word alert. Okay, <laughs> okay, just maybe. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Sure, sure. Not saying, not saying it will. All right, three eighteen is my next one. I'm wondering if it's the same as yours, but you go ahead. Oh yeah, okay. Three eighteen. My my note is, uh, is this the last? If you've read a history of magic joke, because uh, uh, I would really like it if it was over now. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So they 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 do align, but they're not quite the same. Okay. Quote from the book. Really, Gryffindor came from Godric's Hollow. Fuck you, book. Why fuck you, book? Because his name was Godric Gryffindor. Right. It, 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 what the fuck? What are we doing here? What? What? I understand your upsetness. I don't. It just that Harry is so, that surprised by it. It's called Godric's Hollow. Oh, it just right. I don't know. Like it he would be so mad. I, mean, I didn't make that connection, but it's also not the place where my parents were murdered. So, like, presumably he would not have, like, living in a world where you hear Godric Gryffindor more than once a book. Right. Every time it's mentioned in the book, it's not going to be the only time he's heard that name. 
I think in the this chapter, it, I did have the first time of me thinking like, Godric's Hollow. Why? Who? Who is that? A real name? Like who gets named that? And then she, like Hermione's like, really, Godric Gryffindor? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess. Okay, I guess the subtext here is the first time I read the books. The first time they mentioned Godric's Hollow. Um, I don't remember if that was in book one. If it was in the first time I came up the, against the name Godric Gryffindor, I was like, oh, that, I bet. Oh, right. okay. Or if it was in book three, by the time they mentioned, oh, Harry's parents lived in Godric's Hollow, I was like, oh, like Godric Gryffindor. Okay, okay. Um, so I assume everyone's like that. I assume people are smart. I have faith in the world. Let me recorrect that. I had faith in the world. Mm-hmm. I was a positive guy in the face of everything on fire and, and, and crumbling, crumbling and and fucking democracy being a joke and wow <laughs> the just everything but now now it's gone now it's stripped from me yeah 319 <laughs> yeah my next notes uh 324 you know jenny's great aunt yeah smooth harry <laughs> fucking smooth so smooth yep yep 324 okay go for i'll go first yes um, I guess I was just surprised that there was a statue of the Potters in, in this little town and that like the wizards erected it and then also like charmed muggles into thinking it was a statue of something else. That's, like, I guess I, that's been seen before though. Had it? The leaky cauldron. The sign is just blank until you get close and you're a wizard and it turns into a leaky cauldron. That's not, the magic isn't the part that bothers me. It's the part of wizards erecting a statue to a murdered couple. Um, like that seems like I don't I don't have a real world example of that happening or like I can't really think of one. But a murdered like, couple who died in. Like, I mean, I guess they are like political martyrs. Right. If Hitler went to go kill a baby and killed their family and then the baby killed Hitler. They might erect oh, sure. a, a, a statue to that whole family being like, this is where he died. And I only use that example because any other more current example might be deemed too political for this current podcast. <laughs> um, so let's go with everyone's favorite, Hitler. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that like, like for example, there are statues of people like Martin Luther King Jr. Sure. Who was, who was murdered uh, for being a political activist. Um, Sure, I think this is like a Tomb of the Unknown Soldier kind of situation. They're representative of all the families that died, and they're specifically tied to the downfall of the Dark Lord, as far as everybody thought when the statue was erected. They're a specific example of the fight against Voldemort being worthwhile. Because they were the final one where it worked, but it didn't. It just seems weird. It's still, I don't know, there's something about it, like, I guess it's fine. Uh, my 324 is, should there be something magical about wizard statues that, I don't know, Harry could drop his mouth about? <laughs> well, they, should they, do, should they yeah. move or be anti-pigeon I mean, shit or something? I think that the entire conceit of erecting a statue to the dead parents of the boy who lived might be undercut if they were sitting on a throne of muggles. Sure, sure, maybe not, but that's not a stone, that's not necessarily magic, that's just part of the sculpture. Um, what if, what if they had a voice that popped up like, hello, I'm James Potter. You may be wondering why my house (laughs) is blown up and they could launch into a little 
narration about the history of the fight against uh, something. Some it's just a statue. It transforms from a mobilisk. Ooh. Enter three twenty seven on your audio recording device. <laughs> yes, to hear the story exactly. of my death. Yes. And thank you for visiting Godric's Hollow. Press Z for Welsh. Because they yeah. say they say Z. Right. And then they go to like their gravestones and Lily pops up and she's like, welcome to my final resting place. Ooh, don't be afraid. I'm not a ghost. <laughs> Although that shouldn't be surprising to you. We do have ghosts in this world. Being that we're both wizards, please close your mouth. Right. You look like a trout, sweetheart. <laughs> we are not a codfish. Yeah. <laughs> 328. Uh, okay. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So metal. Yeah. It's also, like, really cocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my that's my notes for this sham of a chapter. Okay, I have, I have a 329. Okay, cool. Oh, I, I, so here I said, this is the kind of bonding friends who become husband and wives go through together. Specifically, the moment where Harry's sitting in front of his parents' graves for the first time with his best friend, Mm -hmm. who happens to be a girl, Mm -hmm. sobbing and breaking down and being vulnerable, and then that person being there to comfort him and and be his support system. That is the kind of like bonding that really pushes someone together. Not some sort of, and that's how you write it. Not some sort of like off-page tryst that lasts. 20 weeks right or some shit that like we're supposed to believe because you said so like show don't tell this is the showing not telling the idea that she i don't remember if, she, if hermione did it or if harry did it but the the manifestation of the wreath to place there oh absolutely like they've been comforting it, each other back and forth they've been there supporting each other emotionally like gangbusters known for their it would be support. i mean i get the, i get the value of having like a platonic opposite gendered like relationship and i'm not saying you have not, to yeah you don't have to read anything into this because of it but this is what you need for a romance this is what i was wanting from yes. the harry jenny thing yes like let harry and let ron and hermione have their moments sure. where are the moments with Ginny and harry they sure. don't exist sure um so in the future the inevitable affair between harry and hermione that will occur is everyone should have seen this coming when Ron and Ginny both die tragically in a Weasley family hot air balloon and fireworks accident. I think it's only reasonable that Harry and Hermione get together and, and like become a new couple. Okay. While that death is incredibly likely and that Harry and Hermione getting together in that way is very David Copperfield, which this book takes a lot from. I still like the more lascivious version where they're just running around behind their, their, their spouse's backs. Well, I mean, I guess if you, if you don't want them to be happy. No, I want everyone to be miserable. But I, I like these characters and I want them to be happy. Well, they deserve suffering. Uh, that's the end of my notes for that chapter. Okay. I think that brings us to chapter 17. Bethilda's Secrets. Or let me, have... let, let me, let me say that. Let me, read that. Let, me, okay. let me do that again. That brings us to chapter 17. Bethilda's secret. Very nice. I'm leaving both. Apostle mouth. Um, three thirty-four. 
Uh, I don't really have notes for okay. this chapter. I have I have some overview ideas, but that's it. So you just uh, amateur hour, Harry. Never ask a right. question that would that offers the answer. Are you Bathilda? Dumbass. What the hell are we doing here? All right, next. We'll just run through these until you hit something that you need to stop me at. Yeah, yeah. 336. Bathilda says, come from the next room. Hermione jumps and clutches Harry's arm. Rob calls bullshit. Yeah, because it it's supposed to be parcel mouth. Right. So did she hear a hiss mouth. and think it was like the wizard radiator because that's what they probably use for heat? What the fuck? What does she jump at? Oh. I mean, it's also this this couple moments where, like, there are these hints that she isn't a wizard. Like, she's having trouble lighting candles and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't use her wand, right. stuff like that. And it's like, okay, but I, I mean, it might be too good of a plausible reason why an old woman wouldn't use those things is that she's demented. Right. Like, I'm, I, I mean, it's the thing where it's like, I believe it, but I also don't really see it as being like a tell Okay. Or a clue. Yes, but I can understand Harry remarking on it because it would be something where you're not sure if someone's demented and you're like, what? Oh, it's probably dementia. Okay, but I'm sorry. Like, no, no, I'm, 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 I agree. What I'm saying okay. is that they. It's not, it's not a good it, for the clue of what it's setting up. Yes. Gotcha. It, it, if, if you're talking about like trying to set up the possibility that someone could clue into this isn't Bathilda Bagshot, then I don't, I don't think it's very good at that. I don't think that the, that that specific thing is a clue. Like wizards do so many stupid, un, like irrational things mm-hmm. that not using your wand to do something because you forgot doesn't like wizards are very forgetful. Isn't that something we, we were talked about recently? Yes. Um, yeah. Like, it's, and, and no logic at all. Yeah. She, she's deliberately written in this, like these backdoor like options for, yeah, wizards are just stupid sometimes. And then to like use, this as the example of showing like a breadcrumb it just it doesn't work for me i just don't think that's very good totally fair wizards are clearly inbred to the point of stupidity and that's it's not really a culture you want to be affiliated with i want to be in the smart culture yeah i want to be in like the bacteria that's really intelligent yeah 340 yep nagini wearing the bathilda suit this bothered my kid so much we almost had to stop reading this was, really? Yeah, this was... I mean, this is some dark necromancer shit. This is... When they say the books get... I mean, this is... this. I don't know if it gets darker than this. This is... And then that, that dead body, which, in retrospect, when you when you, when you when you think about it, he's been describing a corpse that's being puppeted. This mm-hmm. rotting figure that's got the dead milky eyes and smells so bad. They try to yeah. pass off as a, as, a, as a bedpan joke, and you're like... Not, not joke, but... Nobody's gonna buy rotting flesh. Oh, that's that's old lady shit. Uh, that's what I'm smelling. Right. Come on. I guess I know what I bought with the with the rotting flesh idea was that because Harry they, Harry does a really good job of justifying all these things to himself, and so I thought it was like she had been getting food and then just like not finishing it and leaving it out. That would make more sense. Right. But he, so, like, he made a point of saying he saw the bedpan peeking out from he, under the bed. Yes. Like, oh, I, right. I get it. That's why it sinks in here. But this is like, again, where I was talking, this, this is the chapter where she really does a poor job, in my opinion, of describing the scene, of describing the physicality Absolutely. of the room that we're in. Uh, like, there's these, she, she describes like shapes on beds that are a thing. And Harry looks at the shape and is like, what am I, what am I looking <laughs> at? I don't know what this means. Is it behind here? 
this shape? <laughs> like, what are your thoughts on the um, the quality of this dark magic of this concept in this ostensibly of the, kids of book? This, of the snake? Of the snake oh, shoved um, inside a human body. It reminds me of something uh, that I'm having trouble placing. Um, Krang? Oh, you know what it is? What? I know exactly what it is. It's, a, it's, it's a, fucking Men in Black. Oh, uh, uh, yes, Edgar suit. I, that actually did it's occur the to Edgar me. Edgar suit. Yes, that did yeah, occur to me when I was reading it. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio's of Edgar suit. Popping, yeah, was like is really what this is like bringing to mind, and uh, like remembering how he slowly rots and gets worse and more disgusting until he ends up being just like you know eviscerated and 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 shedded. Um, I'm looking for someone. The boy who lived! <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's what it reminded me of. So, you know, I, I was just imagining, like, like him, his neck, like, popping open and, like, yes. the, the, the cockroach, cockroach bursting out yeah. of his neck or something. And or or I think that's not how it happens in the in the movie. I think it like erupts from his back. I think so, and think. it kind of falls forward in a crumpled yeah. grossness. Right, but like I already had that. So again, but this is that thing of like I had something else in my history of reading or watching doing the work for her. Sure, like I had this other thing in my head informing this scene where she wasn't. She 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 oh, took or, something that already existed and just sucked the humor out of it. So it kind of and she could kind of hammer the tone she wanted to into it. Well, I don't necessarily think that it's a hundred percent like a Men in Black original idea, but like, yeah, I mean, in a sense, she, she, she did like, and I don't think that sequence is supposed to be entirely funny in the Men in Black movies, but but there's humor in it because it's Sonnenfeld. Yeah, but I'm just saying she rips off things of more than Tarantino. Shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, the uh, it it yeah it, that that's really where it stuck for me. So I I liked it. I don't know how I think about it as like a being rough in a kid's book because again like the men in black movies were like pg-13 or something um so i don't know i mean i don't also read a lot of kids books i guess i don't i don't i don't have like another point of reference for like what is more appropriate sure i mean we've talked about a lot of weird shit that happens in these books over these series or this this whole podcast and Mm -hmm. like the idea that I'm trying to think of some of the like some of the more fucked up shit that happens. Um, I mean, characters die in really brutal ways. The whole the whole like Voldemort being resurrected is pretty graphic and 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 gruesome. I don't know. I guess I guess there's Kill, not really much. It, but, what looks like he's drowning a baby. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, cutting off his hand. I guess there's not really much that's as horrific as this up to this point. Animated but, fleshy it, corpses it, seem seem gross, even even more so than the mummified in fairy. I guess maybe yeah, it just maybe yeah, it just bothered was, think, me. Maybe that's what it is. It just really bothered me. No, I, I think like, you're uh, right. I think that the the well, then you have a snake probably the too. next one. Yeah. What? And then you have a snake coming. Okay, here's what it comes down to. Okay. There is a movie called Curse to the Bite. Okay. Have you seen it? No. Sequel to the Will Wheaton movie The Curse, but not related to it in any way. A man gets bitten by a radioactive snake. Like Troll Two. Instead of getting the powers of a snake, his body, his hand starts to become a snake and like growing eyes and shit. And then the big set piece of the end, he's attacking the car that his girlfriend is in, he's trying to get her, and his body starts erupting into snakes. Um, hmm. Like his eyeball falls out and it falls onto the car windshield and you can see all these little snakes inside. This scene fucked me up. Bad. And 
that's probably the baggage I'm bringing to this scene. So that's my problem with this scene. It's not J.K. Rowling. It's me. It's always been me. Oh, my God. What the fuck? You know what it also reminds me of now that you mention it is it reminds me of Slither. That's the Michael Rooker, Nathan Fillion movie? Yeah. Didn't he just become a blob? I don't remember it that well. So the way Slither, the, the monsters in Slither work is they're essentially these slugs that like gestate inside humans who have to eat a lot of meat to feed them and let them grow until they eventually burst right, from consumption. Right, Okay. And so like, they like are full of these other living things and they're hosting this thing and they're essentially dying or dead. Mm-hmm. And as they progress in the gestation process, the human host body like rots away further. I guess, um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so like these, um, so for me, it's like right up my alley, I guess, where I'm like, this is great. I'm into this. I I think that like, for me, the Nagini issue was like, it it was a, it was, yeah, I I really liked it. I mean, I I found it surprising. Like I said, the stuff that I think was supposed to be clues didn't tip me off. Like, cause I, you don't, we've never met this character before. It's not like we would have, like when I look back at the Slughorn chapter Mm -hmm. and how like you're supposed to believe he was attacked and everything right like all of that i bought all of it until like until they started describing the sofa and then you're like oh yeah something's wrong with that sofa what's going on there there was no point here where i i thought like anything had been amiss because i just thought i guess i'm comfortable with the idea of there being an old woman who's a hoarder who's losing her mind and no one cares about like you know, you mentioned losing faith in the world. Like, yeah, like that's a thing that's unfortunately not so crazy Tell that it would cause me to like take a, a, a second glance. Tell the snake erupts from her neck. You're like, yeah, it checks out. Yeah, I, that's I, how you did. treat your it fellow totally man. Did. Yeah, like okay, no one cares about this person. She's rotting in her own filth. She's a hoarder. She's smells terrible. Like uh, has glassy eyes and like doesn't really can't really talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Like, and then the snake erupts, and I'm like, I had to like, I think probably had to reread it a couple times, but I was also like, oh, okay, cool. It, it is also one of those things that happens in like a sentence where you like, she could spend a paragraph describing this and really make something out of it, but she's like, and the snake came out of her neck. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, I mean, we, I guess we, should, we could like reread that exact moment, but like, my to? memory isn't. I just don't remember exactly what she says because I, I, in my head, it would be like. You know, you'd write it something like, you know, the previously taut face of Bathilda Bagshot went slack and slid over its chin, protruding, uh, like erupting from her chin came the unmistakable snout and fangs of a large, inhumanly large snake that lunged at Harry and knocked him over the bed. Something like that. What? Two, well, I'm just going to read it. Yeah, yeah, do it's, it. It's one paragraph length uh, compound sentence. And in the instant he looked away, his eyes t- raking the tangled mess for a sword hilt, a ruby. And a lot of things happened. Doesn't she say that? Um, a lot of things happened all at once. That happens, but that's not here. Okay. I'm trying Sorry. to figure out. No, it's okay. No, a lot of things happened at once is when he has the vision of Voldemort. Oh, okay. I think. I just remember reading the line, and a lot of things happened at once, and I thought, what the fuck? Like, right. What, what does that mean? Like, why say that? That's like saying, listen, I don't know how to write what I'm going to write. I've seen, it, I've seen it before. I think it's, it's. I want to describe five things, but I want you to understand they're simultaneous. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think I've seen just, Stephen King do that before, too. 
Like, understand yeah, that by I the guess. time I get to number four, one's still happening concurrently, and I've got another one to go. Right. Okay, c- continue. Still, same sentence. She moved weirdly. He saw it out of the corner of his eye. Panic made him turn in horror, paralyzed him as he saw the old body collapsing and the great snake pouring from the place where her neck had been. Yeah, sure. I guess that's fine. Yeah. And then now it's a snake. Now it's just, we're, we're just a snake. We've we got a snake now. Um, but she doesn't say, does, did she say, did she give an indication of how large the snake was? I mean, it's Nagini size. We know Nagini's a large snake. No. In that sentence, did she say how large the snake no, was? No. No, she might in further in subsequent sentences. Because that's that's important in that in that sentence, I think, mm-hmm. to indicate the size of the thing coming from her neck. Because like, what if it was like a garter snake? Did she say the great snake? Did she? Maybe she did. All right, let me look again. And the great snake pouring from the place where her neck had been. Which I'm also going to say I have a problem with the great snake. You haven't established. A snake yet. You can't say the great snake. You have to say a snake, after which you call it the great snake. It's crap. Or an enormous snake. Sure. Or a very, very large snake. <laughs> Not it's that. A snake that um, once used to be a lady in a circus in Paris. Mm-hmm. Wink. Wink. A snake that's real fucking old. Um, <laughs> like Dumbledore old. Yeah. I mean, it... it I don't know if I think that that part of this book is too adult or too gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. When did you read this to your kid? Like, how old was she? She was probably ten. That might be too young. Yeah. To he, to hear Good. that. And we've taken a break for kid. a bit since since uh, I think six got heavy for her when Dumbledore died. She was like, "We're done for a bit." I believe that. At which point, she knew things were coming. She knew people were going to die, and owls were going to die. And so she was just like, eh. And then finally she was interested enough. But when we got there, she was like, oh, I I wish I, I, it's so rare that a a visual thing takes me by surprise anymore that I relish them when they do. Mm. That's how I felt when I back way back in the day when I saw Wishmaster. Uh, All right. What's your next note? 342. Confringo. Yeah, what is that? I don't I don't even know, but it sounds like a tasty corn chip. Kind of like one that's kind of like like ring shape that you can wear on your finger and then eat it off, you know, kind of like a like a bu- like a bugle? No, bugles are conical, like a little hat. I'm talking about something that's I remember this chip. I don't know what it was. Um and I've seen them like at our local uh international market. They have ones from like Belgium or Korea or something. I I've not seen a local American one, which is the one I know my family would have purchase growing up but it's almost like a thimble shape but open on both ends anyway should there be such a tasty chip maybe onion flavored i'd call them confringos okay okay yeah that's it 345 all right she made harry kill his parents that's so goth metal (laughs) goth metal um she's like the whole thing he has to experience voldemort going through and enjoying killing harry's parents i mean that's Harry's going to come away with that memory and those feelings because he was experiencing it. It wasn't just like hearing about it. He was, it was like a, it was like a empathy that he had to live. And I'm like, I don't know if that's ever addressed. That's fucked up. I guess. I feel like he's gone through it before. He's lived Um, the memory from his mom's point of view or heard it, but he's not been Voldemort. Not that we know. Like, I'm going to, I mean, 
I've, I made that argument earlier that I think that there are certain things he's experiencing from Voldemort, Voldemort's perspective in the past. Like, I, I brought that up before, that, like, that's, I think, something that he's done without knowing it, and eventually they would address, and it feels like they're addressing it now. Okay, but I mean, because I think I think he has he has in those in those descriptions. Whenever those books happen, my my memory is that he describes it from a third person perspective, where he can see himself and his mother die. Right. So, like, the only other person in that room would be Voldemort. You have said that. I will give you a point. But even then, some part of him could probably dissociate and be like, "That's weird that I was a third party." Huh. But now, <laughs> now he has to deal with this, and I don't know if he ever deals with it. And that's shit that should be yeah, dealt with. I, that should I'm, be a chapter, yeah. or yeah. talking to Hermione so she could comfort him some more. Yeah, he's gonna cry over his wand. But uh, what about <laughs> killing his mom? I mean, like <laughs> I'd cry if I broke my wand. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, gross. Um, I actually really hated that flashback sequence. It was really long. It was really long, and, like, these chapters had a couple things that were, like, these weird, long extractions yes. from the moment yes, that did. feel very out of... They feel like they're really... Like, they're speed bumps. They're slowing down. Arguably, the worst is in the next chapter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was a this was a doozy of an episode for us yeah. to get two chapters back-to-back that have these, like... Aside... Chunks. Uh, chunks, sure. Yeah, these these chunks of, of other information. And really, like, we don't really learn that much more, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 like, I hate to say it, but I don't feel like we get much plot progression here. I mean, at least no. we know that they've gone to Godric's Hollow. We know that they, like we were told before, Voldemort was and is waiting for him there or has mm-hmm. someone waiting for him there. We mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or at least it was, it was addressed earlier, like, this is why you aren't going over there. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> okay. Um, what did you expect, dumb Harry? Literally um, everything Hermione said could happen did. I mean, I th- I think that, like, it. she did a pretty good job of explaining how, like, frustrated they were getting with all their dead ends. Sure. And, and, and that and, inspires bad decision making. Absolutely. And arguably, those bad decisions, like a lot of stories, lead to the advancement of the plot. Right. Take a step back so you can progress. Um, and I understand that, but it, 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 it got tiresome. Yeah, for me it did, at least. I mean, it's just tough to back-to-back, where it's already, like, a section of the book that feels drawn out and boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then to add in, like, okay, so I guess this is, like... It felt like a special feature. Like, it felt like if you were watching a movie that came... That had, like, a extended cut... Mm -hmm. And you were at home and you were like, oh, yeah, I remember that this wasn't in there. But, oh, man, I'm I can't... I'm so excited to see this part of the Cimmerillion Mm -hmm. in this movie. Um... (laughs) kind of thing or it's like that definitely would not make the story progress better in theater right but like i guess because i'm a super fan i i i'm not going to turn down any content that's how this felt like oh don't worry we wrote a scene where you get to experience what it was like to what what exactly happened when harry's parents were murdered right um okay (laughs) fine I feel like it's I like that. It's I don't a, know if it's we've a seen bit it from James' perspective. That might be fun. We should, we should, she should, she should write it again. He dies right away. His perspective uh, would be like the door opens. It's Voldemort. Take Harry upstairs. I'll hold him back. Dead. <laughs> it would be. It would be short. Havatica, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> One um, drop. Oh shit! I need that. 
But this does feel, I guess, I think my problem with this, it feels a bit like Metachlorians. Like, it feels like going back and unnecessarily showing us a thing. A thing that, like, the, it's like, if okay, imagine if you are watching Batman, and instead of seeing a Batman film, and instead of seeing, like, quick cuts of popcorn and pearls falling to the alley floor, you're like... <laughs> You're in like a Tarantino-esque scene in the theater where where Martha and Thomas Wayne are having a conversation about how much they fucking hate this movie and how much they think their kid's an idiot and like uh like oh god I really hope he grows out of his like you know Tyrone power phase yeah yeah and then like and then like they get they're like sort of bickering about something and they get into the alleyway and then like it it's something like you know. Thomas says something like racist to the person that shoots him. And that's the thing that causes the person to shoot him (laughs) is that he was actually being a racist asshole. And this person was like, I've had enough. I've had a really tough tough day and life. I'm going to kill you uh, for this or whatever. Or like, he's just like, I I want it to be done in a way where that character is in like sympathetic to the audience. And, but Bruce can't comprehend that. So like that kind of ruins the mystique of Batman's motivations. If you see that, you know, his parents were pieces of shit and the person that killed him was actually like a impoverished, like oppressed person. Mm -hmm. Like that changes things. If you see Voldemort's perspective, it kind of like removes the mystique of him being this sort of like terrifying, like the idea of terrifying. I know. Yeah. Where he passes through this kid and he's like, I could kill you. I should kill you. But it's it's so unnecessary or something like says something like that. And it's just like, no, it's so hardcore, man. It shows you how hardcore he is. No, it feels <laughs> like I'm I'm being exposed to a character who's trying hard to be hardcore. Y- yes. No, um, I'm aware. It's like that song from School of Rock. Um, <laughs> you got to live hardcore. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it, it's. So I, I gotta say, I think it's, I think it's bad. I think it's, it's like, like I said, I think I've done a pretty good job com- giving comparisans and I think that it's, it, it's most akin to an extended feature mm-hmm. where, you know, like, like, you, like see, you see, you see exactly where Radagast got his birds that shit all down his face. Like you, you got, cause, cause you really want to know where they grew up and what kind of diet they grew up on mm-hmm. uh, before you can really understand why the shit down the side of his face is important. De- uh, Deadly Hallows, the pensive cut. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I didn't like that. Um. Uh, not that it matters. <laughs> it whole this whole thing matters. I think those are all my notes. I mean, I, I, we covered I one note left. Okay. Uh, Hermione revealing to Harry his broken wand. Just like the broken broom, I guess it's supposed to be like a rhyming scenario where it's calling, it's harkening back to this thing that happened already. But it just, it felt cheap. I didn't, it didn't care. It was either too on the nose or I'm like, I'm, I'm not seeing something that's balancing out this other thing that happened. I'm seeing you just cribbing it and doing it exactly like what you've been saying. It's exactly what you've been saying. It's in The Hobbit, where Gandalf looms over the dwarves, just like he loomed over Bilbo, like, oh, no, I'm going to be serious, yeah. Gandalf, and the ship mast sound creaking happens, and, and t- the camera Dutch angles, and the lights change, and you're like, yeah, but we, it, was, it was impressive when you did it the first time, and we weren't expecting this shit. Do something right. different. Expand the universe. Don't just call back, and that's all this is. This is just, Harry, your broom! Yeah. Harry, your wand! Same thing. I don't care. There's a moment in uh, Desolation of Smaug where... Uh, Tariel is 
healing uh, Feely, I think. The, 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 heart, the heart one from being human, yes. Yeah, and, and, and the shot is deliberately done like the shot where uh, Liv Tyler's healing Frodo in Fellowship. Okay. And, like where this like wind whips up behind her and she sort of glows with light and the, the, the lens gets kind of soft and she just looks like, you know, unnaturally beautiful. Right. Like supernaturally beautiful. Right. And there's something about that that's supposed to like be magical healing powers or something that the elves possess. But the or or like and so the idea that they do that exactly in that same way or like I think there's another one with a a similar sequence when both when Harry or not Harry when Frodo and Bilbo meet Gollum in the movies at least it's shot deliberately similar uh, to to make the, to to be callbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like the whole movie stops and turns to you and winks and that just nothing to take you out of yeah. it more than like if Peter Jackson See, walked into the frame. I think it's tough because in, in, in things like that, in, in this story and in those movies, it's tough to, like, look at something and go, well, yeah, but this is how we communicate this thing. Like, yes, it happens twice, but in, in our style guide, this is how we set up this thing. Like, it's like it's like complaining that how come all of the high elves are blonde? And it's like, because they are. Mm, I don't... There's a difference between... Uh, I have a recognizable pattern of speaking and you can kind of guess what I'm going to say or what my take on something is going to be and going, hey guys, remember that joke? I'm going to make it again because that's my catchphrase. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't, there's certain times in, in those movies where I feel like it happens and I didn't, I, I guess I'm not seeing it as clearly as you are because I don't, I don't really see it with the broom and the wand. Um, uh, would you like I mean, me to read I, both sections to you? I can no, I'm not challenging that. I feel I'm not challenging. Oh my God, stop it! I'm not challenging that it it, it doesn't exist. I'm just sure. saying I didn't see it. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. and like, it. I might not be as sensitive to that stuff sure. as you are. So so it, it, you know, uh, but not to take away from the idea that it it is or could be there. I mean, clearly, I had a chip on my shoulder approaching these chapters. Yes, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm aware of it. Don't don't think I I I think this is all um, impartial. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. Neutral? Sure. That um, brings us... <laughs> that brings us to chapter 18. The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. I, I have a single note in this chapter. Oh, would that it were so. <laughs> My note's on page 353, so you go for it. 350. This is another uh, uh, writing issue. Okay. So you can again tell me if I'm full of shit. Okay. His senses has been spiked by the calamity of losing his wand. I ain't no English major, but that seems like bad writing. The calamity over losing his wand? His senses had been spiked by the calamity, by the calamity of, losing of losing his... I just... What? I don't know what that means. Yeah, his okay, senses were spiked. Like, is she saying... Like, I, I think what she... Again, it's tough because what she actually said is nonsense. But what I think she was trying to say is... Uh, Harry's frazzled. <laughs> he's frazzled. He's on edge. He's feeling jangly. There are he's ways he's overwhelmed. You can make... Sure. And the calamity emotionally that's not the distraught. Word I would... The trauma, calamity is is something that's still happening. It's a, it's a, it's a, Isn't it's it a Tasmanian kind of devil like whirlwind. It's it's like oh that shit's happened. That's calamity. Post that afterwards, you don't say that's a calamity. You say that was a tragedy. Well, 
Or you can say, what a calamity. I mean, I've heard people say that before. Um, yeah, because it's just been described. Man, I'm it, telling it feel, you, it's you really got to work like on, like... It ill, ill, ill-chosen ill word. You got to work on building up your new word alert skills, because, like... Fuck. I mean... Calamity. Well, remember, I didn't know that <laughs> when we came up with the... Because the new word alert can be like, oh, how does this word... It's being used in a way I'm not used to. Am I... Do I not know all of the definitions? In retrospect, I will work on that going forward, but I was very <laughs> in the moment and just full of anger. <laughs> well, it, it could be worse. You could be full of snake. Ugh. In my eye. 351. All right. Boy, lucky for Voldemort that nothing else is going on with wands. Mm-hmm. Now that Harry's mm-hmm. wand's mm-hmm. broken... Nothing's gonna protect him. There's no other it weird wand shit happening. It was kind of weird that they like Harry had to have the moment of being like, Hermione has no idea how nice it was to be protected by this special wand. And it's like, Harry, you you're not. Like <laughs> somewhere should happen, re- that's like, all you know. Doesn't he remember that he was he not using his own wand when that thing happened? Or was it no it was He doesn't the, know that Voldemort wasn't using Voldemort's wand. He doesn't know that. Right. Okay. All right. But still, Peter Jackson walked on set and pointed his fingers at me and went, winky, winky. I used to be, winky, winky. No, that's Australian, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. New Zealanders are hard to do when you only have one word that you repeat. Winky. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, is there like a one, is there like a an on-ramp to New Zealand accent that I don't every, know about? Every, every, every on-ramp for New Zealand for me is probably dead alive based. Okay. Um, and I can't think of anything right now. It's a damn fine custard. It's the best I can do. <laughs> what well, we need's another war. There it is. All right, that's a that's um, a great movie. I just haven't seen it. And I don't have those memory. I don't have. And then like, she's, the, she's, the she's pushing her sore and the the suits pus into the guy's custard. And he's just like, oh, damn fine custard. And what's his name is just looking like, oh, 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 and he's eating the custard, and you're like, oh, it's so great. And then you're thinking, but wouldn't that also make him a zombie because he just ingested zombie puss? Hmm. Movie dropped the ball there. Oh, I kick ass for the Lord. Different character, same exact voice because I only have so much range. But the snake in a woman suit is the part that you think is too much. When his monster zombie mom, her, her, her belly opens up and she sucks him back into the womb, that was also too much. That happens in in Dead Alive. You gotta watch that movie again. Well, see, like that also something like that. I think it was in Extro, or like, no, in Extro it was the reverse. It was a woman gives birth to a fully grown man. Ah, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Because <laughs> <laughs> she gets all distended and huge. Like, like imagine like a human skeleton like a, a, an average sized female skeleton but then like a belly the size of a cow cool. like <laughs> on oh. top of her skeleton and she, and, it, and outside of it comes a dude that's just like Aah. that sounds awful it's 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 a really weird movie okay uh 352 okay <laughs> okay just so you know uh this is my page of notes. This is 352. Yeah, it's Here good. we go. Were they all stealing from Bethilda? Because Harry Ooh. just like straight up like put that frame in his 
jacket when he thought she was still right. a person. And then they get back to the tent. And Hermione's like, yeah, I took this book. And I'm like, <laughs> I, guess, I mean, they, I guess they, she's they, old. She smells like crap. And she's got dementia. Nobody cares about her. She's going to be dead. So they could really get away with pretty much anything they wanted. But they've also been like stealing this entire time. No, they've been leaving money and things. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's so still stupid. It, it's still stealing. Like you can't just like, like, okay, let's say like I go to a restaurant, yeah. right? I go to Lou Malnati's, right? I get a big old pizza. I'm like, God, I love this pizza. <laughs> I'm going to eat this pizza so hard. Eat the shit of that pizza. And then like, I leave before the check comes, but I still leave an amount of money. I mean, that's still like, if it's not the up to the price I would be charged, then that's stealing two things. The situation you're describing is used in a lot of movies when people have to leave in a hurry and they just throw money on the table and leave Two. Hermione is at least presented with the price of things when she's stealing it under the invisibility cloak. And she's probably calculating in her head because she's taken arithmetic and she's pretty smart. So she's going to know what it is. She's going to be like, money drop. I'm out. Going to eat my spaghetti and peaches. Sure. But like, how, where are they, where are they getting this money? And aren't they going to run out? Probably, but who knows? She probably took a whole bunch from her savings went before she wiped her parents' mind. She's like, mummy, drive me to the bank. And oh, the, by the way, you're not mummy anymore. <laughs> Um, that was yeah, lazy. I, I'm I sorry. Guess. It, was, it was off the cuff. But they they also haven't like. It seems like they haven't really implemented Accio fish yet, or Accio it was egg. right there. Accio salmon. Right. right. Yeah. And then Ron would be sitting there like, "We should get Accio. Someone could actually fucking cook." <laughs> I like how he turned into all of the sass, but none of the cooking acumen of Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I wasn't even thinking about that. This salmon is fucking raw. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, three fifty-three. Okay, that's also my note. Okay. Oh yeah, it's you. Go for it. Um. So I said, "Oh boy, the dim-witted and devoted sidekick." That he picked up at school. And so I said, I thought to myself, wow, it sounds like Dumbledore had a Ron too. <laughs> that was not a connection I had made. Good job. <laughs> yeah, Doge. Doge Weasley. He was at the wedding. Doge Maybe Weasley. he's distantly related. Now, I am. there was a thought I had, and I didn't mention it yet because it was just a side note I thought they would get to in these chapters, and they didn't. But it occurred to me that while I have submitted an idea that I think that that young blonde boy is still Luna's dad, I still mm. have that belief in my brain. Mm-hmm. It does occur to me that I don't exactly know what Doge looked like when he was young, but I feel like if... I think they've seen pictures of him as a young man with Dumbledore. So if it was him, Harry probably would have recognized him from his nightmare. And so it's probably not him. You don't, because this is the page where we find out who it is. Oh, we did find out who it is? Yeah. In fact, that was my note. And that's what I thought you were going to talk about. 353. What? Oh, shit. Grindelwald? Oh, it was Grindelwald. Yeah, Yeah, that did not. Oh, let 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 me make sure I'm not missing it. (laughs) 
Dumbledore and his handsome companion, roaring with laughter at some long-forgotten joke, Harry dropped his eyes to the caption, Albus Dumbledore, shortly after his mother's death with his friend Gellert Grindelwald. But does he say that it's... Oh, does Harry have a moment where he says, and this person is the person who stole, who was in my nightmare? Oh, I see what you're saying. Because uh... here's the reason why it's confusing for me. Harry grabs the photo of the person... But the photo he grabs isn't the picture in the book. No, no, it's not. Uh, hold on. Andy dropped the photograph of the thief and was surely be easy for Voldemort to find out who it was. Voldemort had all the information now. I'm just trying to find it because I feel like they do say it. I think you may have spoiled it. I feel like, no, I don't feel like it's spoiled. I really don't. I swear, though, because he had the picture, and he knew that was the kid in the in the Inception dream, and then he has this book, and he's looking at it. He doesn't make that connection. Um, never mind. What? <laughs> now I've got to go reread this bullshit. Hey, man, it's not my fault. This will be housekeeping next time. Yeah. All right. Fine. Anyway, that's my 353. Was that your 353? It was one of them. Okay, what's your next one? 353. Winner of the Barnabas Finkley Prize for Exceptional Spellcasting. Fuck you, book. (laughs) Okay. Why? Whimsy again. I didn't want it. Oh. I'm in the mood. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to eat your zucchini. It's no. not part of your what you want tonight. No. Okay. I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm going to have ice cream first. Yeah. What? I'm talking about, like, she's giving you something like a meal, and you're saying, you're being petulant and being like, I don't want to eat my greens. No. I want to eat all the good I stuff. I want to eat these greens, because these ain't zucchini. This is moldy bullshit. I, I mean, I agree. It, it does. It's it's out of place. It's like, it's like an ambrosia when you're having a Caesar salad. Like, I just wouldn't do that. That's a good point. 355. I don't have notes, man. It's up. It's you now. Remember when that snake was wearing a rotting corpse and slithering its way out of her neck? Yeah. Well, now let's laugh at nuttier than squirrel poo. Yeah, that was that was there. Uh, three, <laughs> <laughs> 360. Sure. Um, I wrote not Nazis, just Nas-esque. Nas-esque. And that's how nice. it's just like the 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 Nurem guard the 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 the. the legend written over the entrance to it. It just all felt very almost Nazi imagery, but we already have wizard Nazis, so we can't go there. So there's Nas-esque. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's trying to be like, he's a World War One Nazi. Like, he's a World War One German. World War One had World its own War's- iconography that, that there are plenty of things. She could have done Kaiser-y things. She could have done handlebar mustaches. She could have done helmets with spikes on it. She could have done a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, all quiet, all is not quiet on the Western Front. 362. All right. I literally turned the page and saw the end of the chapter and said out loud, oh, thank God. <laughs> I uh, did preemptively count the pages and think 12 pages. <laughs> yeah, I did that, too. I did that, too. And then I hit that chunk of Rita Skeeter and it was like, oh, 12. You know, it's funny. I had the same feeling, but I know that when she does that, I'm technically reading 
fewer words because uh, the indentations come in a little bit more. Maybe so you the print get size doesn't less... change. No, I, it might, but like still, like the you lose a pretty good amount of indentation on both sides. I don't know if I've ever read this much Rita Skeeter at once before, and on and in the past, I've always been on board with. Um, there were, you know, they, they would break out of it and characters would exclaim, what? And you were able to hate her along with the characters. This was almost unbroken and it was fucking a lot. Yeah, nobody nobody bursts out in the middle and go and says, wait, what's she saying? That sounds crazy. I don't, what? That doesn't match up with what we've said before. And right. then they go into another couple Which sentences. Which is at least a break. It's a breather. Goes, right, right. Okay, last note. All right. Three, well, actually not last, last page number note. Okay. 362. Okay. He wished Dumbledore had really cared. Fuck you, book. What, just too much angst? So much. Oh, my God. What? What? Fuck you, book. Okay. That's all I can be, say. Uh, be I more. Know. Be more saying. <laughs> Fuck you, book. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. You got nothing else? You can't ex- elaborate on that? Let me bring it, open it up again. <laughs> Thanks for the tea. I'll finish the watch. You go back in the warm. She hesitated, but recognized the dismissal. She picked up the book and walked back past him into the tent. But as she did so, she brushed the top of his head lightly with her hand. He closed his eyes at the touch and hated himself for wishing that she, what she said was true, that Dumbledore had really cared. Fuck you, book. Oh, that. Yeah, okay, I, that's, okay. that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't have more than that. I mean... I, I read that part and thought, once again, this is how, this is the bonding trauma that should make these two people fall for each other. Sure. And that was there, too. I, I think I even glazed over that, that the whole touching part is very sweet, lovely. But then just, that's all I got. I mean, yeah, it, it has this element of, like, faux uh, angst. And like, it's like, I, I, don't, I guess I'm just not believing that this is the crisis of faith. This doesn't feel like it doesn't ring true as an honest crisis of faith yes. for Harry on, on Dumbledore. Yes, that's that's a great way to say what I cannot articulate clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it it's 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 angst for angst's sake. Well, I mean, I, again, I think she's trying to communicate a crisis of faith, but the problem is like, okay, so what did we really? What was the dark secret we learned? At one point in time, Dumbledore had alternative thoughts, right? Or like had changed his mind or like influenced someone he didn't un- he didn't know would do ho- terrible things. Well, Hermione even calls uh, him out. She's like, "You're mad that he didn't tell you himself." Which is much what more What would he likely. have told him? Harry didn't really know who Grindelwald was. Right. I used to like, be a shit. I used <laughs> I didn't used to be whatever you've built up in your head about me. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of that like like uh, through the amount of like interactions Harry and Dumbledore have actually had the amount of experiences they've actually had. Harry has a lot, he's putting a lot of pressure on that old man for like stuff that just wasn't there. Like they pretty much had one field trip together. Right. <laughs> and a couple, a couple of, of, of like trips down memory lane together mm-hmm. and a couple of like cryptic moments of guidance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about it, man. Um, he, That's not fair. They also did the, they had a couple other outings together. That's true. If I'm, they if went I'm, to go get Slughorn. Yeah, um, he. It, it feels like the angst of a fourteen-year-old. I mean, I I know it's probably splitting hairs, but it just feels like someone licking their wounds 
after some perceived slight at school, that kind of thing. It this it doesn't ring true to me. Well, maybe he's like the he's gone through a whole lot tonight. <laughs> you know, he's gone through a whole lot in in the day before. Uh, you know, almost like getting attacked by a guinea, being that close to to Voldemort, like seeing his parents' graves the first time. His his emotional state is wrecked. Yeah. Um. So like he might be only able to really process. Like you were talking about how he hasn't he didn't process watching his his parents die from Voldemort's perspective or being the person who kills them. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe the only thing he like with all of those emotions swimming around in his brain, the only thing he can focus on is feeling disappointed by Dumbledore. Right. And that would be great if it was addressed at all as the the reason. <laughs> but it's not. It's just it just sits there and he is mopey. Wish Dumbledore actually cared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean So thank you for thank you for saying all that. The therapy would be so much easier if the therapist told me how I was feeling going to a lot of therapy i'm just saying i'm just saying i wish the book really cared <laughs> dude i've been saying that since book one <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. all right um the last thing which is i've noticed about the book is actually a physical thing oh interesting i might have a physical note about this book too i'm interested to see if, we're, if we have the same note i've read all of these books a lot arguably I've read i'm gonna this- say my note first uh, i'm already talking but sure <laughs> why not because I want to see if I if I have the same note as you okay. without I, like this is the only way that we can confirm that we have the same note because if you say yeah. what you're gonna say yeah. and I say that is my note too then it'll we seem all know less we sincere. all know that you are a fucking liar you might as well but write books seem, about a boy wizard that's all I'm saying it'll be less like it'll be more authentic if you who is already in the middle of describing the thing uh-huh. get interrupted by me who says it and then you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. Or you say, Doug, you ignorant slut. No, I was going to say this other thing. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, I have read all of these books now. Fuck you. <laughs> it's so proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and this book is the only one... <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> that has this issue where it feels like it bows on the spine really bad um mm. where like when i when i'm reading it um and i open it it looks like the middle of mine like the middle of my spine is like hardcore bowed mm. and like the middle of it is just like the middle of the pages are stuck up really uh really high so go ahead Doug, you ignorant slut. Okay. <laughs> I've read these books. <laughs> I've read all these books a number of times. Right. Arguably, I've read this book less than the other books. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So yes. I've really manhandled my way through those, certainly those th- first four books and the right. other books, you know, more so than I've read this book. This is the only book that's actually falling apart. <gasps> it's breaking on me. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, we're talking about a, a no, but my issue point is metaphorically. Oh, the last oh, book, oh, is poorly constructed. It's poorly constructed. Yeah, I I'm like sure. I'm sure some publisher at Arthur A. Evans Irvine Books, whatever, was <laughs> like, 
everybody's gonna buy this. This is a sure thing. Let's uh, let's go a little cheap on the glue, but on a broader spiritual sense, I'm just saying, fucking entropy. Things are breaking down. Yeah. So are you also are you also like do you, do you want a replacement book? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> what? Because I'm gonna read it again. Oh. Well, presumably yes, but but also interestingly, mine's not that bowed, and my pages aren't that sticking up. No more than a well, than mine. A I mean, if I'm holding it, if I'm holding it flat, mine aren't either. But oh. like when I was reading it, so maybe you should just hold was, books better. Well, no. When I was reading it today, I was I was noticing as I was flipping through, like that the maybe it's just that we're in the middle of the book. Uh huh. But like, man, it it's the spine on this book takes a beating. So like, certainly it, just, it wouldn't surprise me. That yeah. you're having your issues. I mean, I, I can look through the pages and see the the faulty glue. Oh, okay. Uh, here, if you can see that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Well, mine's not mine's not nearly that bad, but it's also maybe been... It's being read for the first time. Sure. All right. That's it. It's the end of my notes, right. finally. Cool. Do you, yeah, uh, I don't have any notes either. You have an overview of these chapters? Uh, not more than I've already said. I mean, I, I again, it feels like the first one, uh, sure happened. Mm-hmm. The second one sure happened. Then- second one, uh, arguably interesting, but then yeah, the second one had some cool stuff badly. in it. But it, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I feel like it had a good moment. It was an, I was glad to see some action. Finally, That's what I'm the moments while. were like, good, but like the action right. was, you didn't know what was going on. You're like, there is I, action. I, I, I can't just be happy yeah. because there is action. I want to be able to experience the action. It was like watching a like a fight scene in a movie, but there's also a strobe light happening in like the a, fight scene. So like a Transformers movie. Yeah, it's like it was like a Transformers movie. Yeah, it was like there was a. I know there was action going on, but I don't know what it was, right. and I don't know why. Right. Um. Or where to look. Right. <laughs> um. So like this clanking I, metal I did was not smacking that. that clanking metal. Yeah. I'll wait um, for twenty minutes and see who's standing. Right. Like anytime you're watching one of those movies, any moment of that film is the right time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Except for when the robot pisses on John Turturro, that you got to see. Or like the time where there's a there's a robot that has huge balls. Chuck nuts. Was he a yeah, truck? I don't know. I I literally I, I only I, saw I, the first one. So if it, I've heard about the, the the transformer balls, I was so excited for that first one because I didn't yet hate Michael Bay. I knew it was spectacle and fun, and I liked the Transformers. And I'm like, this is going to be peanut butter and chocolate. This is going to be amazing. And I left that theater like, fuck everything. At least I've got Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have anything else to say about these these chapters. I mean, it was uh, the the interstitial extended – sequence stuff was it was odd to see it so back to back um it's a bit of a slog i'm glad it was only 50 pages or so i mean it next week's like gonna more. be like it, next week's gonna be 61 pages i think i'm sure they'll be fun though i i hope yeah we can we only got, hope we got we got the return of some old characters sounds great yep yep sounds great peachy yeah well if you don't have anything else then I think that that was Death Readers. Nope. Well, if you don't have anything else, I think that brings us to our new word alert. New word alert. All right, here goes. Cudgel. What's that again? Cudgeling.
<laughs> it's a it's a stick used to hit things. Um, as a noun, it is a short, heavy club. But as a verb, what? What? Fucking what? As a verb, it means it's a transitive verb, meaning to beat with at, or as if with a cudgel. And the the actual note says, cudgel one's brains. Are you fucking serious? I am 100% serious. Rage, rage, that, fucking rage. <laughs> under that, it says, colon, to think hard, parenthetical, as for a solution to a problem, end parenthetical. I'm a dick. I am a I dick. I mean, no, you're just, you're, that's the whole point of the new word alert, is to I, learn I'm, these I'm, things. I am an ignorant dick. I guess I'm a little the, less the ignorant, I, but that's the only thing I can change. Your exact note was was correct. Your your comment was, I've never heard anyone say this. Rack some rack your brains, I've heard, but not cudgel your brains. Turns out, that's just because you'd never heard it before, but it's totally reasonable. Yep. I guess. What, what's your next learning moment? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm looking for it. I, I don't remember what or where it was. Calamity. Again? Calamity. Uh, it's a big, epic uh, uh, thingy. It's a big, epic thingy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going right. to be right. they be like, one, big and epic. Two, thingy. Calamity. Well, you, you, you know how you sometimes say, like, thank you for saying the, the using the good words that I couldn't use? Nope. Well, I think that that's what the dictionary here is about to do to you. <laughs> okay, give it to me. So, calamity, noun... First definition, a disastrous event marked yep. by great loss and yes. lasting distress and suffering. Yes, that's it. Okay. Definition two, yeah. still a noun, a state of deep distress or misery caused by major misfortune or loss. I would have almost argued that first definition is being too broad. And encompassing, like, reserved for tidal waves or uh, earthquakes. But that second one... Look, as I said in my note on page 350, I ain't no English major. <laughs> but I think J.K. Rowling probably is. She has many things that start with many letters, but one of them is definitely English major. Yeah, I mean... She definitely really like. I think you're right in, in in your criticism, and you've said this before about her overusing thesauruses, or thus thesaurus, and you you can say thesauri. They move in herds. They do move in herds. Um, I'll show you. <laughs> the. I mean, we, we've talked before about you, you've commented that Stephen King made a similar like criticism of her work. Uh, you know, the adverbs situation. Yes, the, the adverbs, and it's it feels similar to that. It feels like, oh boy, this like it, it's. I think there might be a reason why the new word alert works so well in these books mm -hmm. is because, and maybe, maybe that's really important for a book that's this popular and has this wide of a reach with this many children to provide a lot of opportunities to learn English and, and how flexible it is and the That's variety true. in it. There are aspects of um, words that I don't know and, and I forget words can be used in other ways and that was definitely the case here both times. 
Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I like criticizing her, but I, I feel like, I think it's just like the difference between conversational writing and elevated writing. Sure. Like she's trying, she's not just trying to tell a story. She's also trying to expand the reader's vocabulary. Presumably I'm, I'm suggesting that that's what she's doing. You're going to give her that. Not, uh, not just that it's a across the pond thing where they might use these words more often. Hell dude, they may be, but regardless, like Americans do, or citizens of the United States of America do not speak English that well. I that fucking good. don't. They don't speak it that good. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I, I certainly don't. I, I'm constantly ashamed of how I feel like I sound on the podcast uh, with, you know, grammar issues and improper like pronunciations and things like that. Like, don't even get me started on how to say aluminum. But I mean, could we? could we get you started on how to say aluminum? I mean, I just I just did it. I know you did. I know you I couldn't did. even handle. I couldn't even he- handle occlumency. You can now. That was very good. And you weren't even prompted. I was trying so hard. <laughs> well, I gave you that. I gave you that that sweet uh, mnemonic. Yeah, you give me that. Well, you give me a, a, a like a like a voice coach. Yeah, guide. but you heard Mnemon- Alan Rickman in your head, right? So that's a fucking mnemonic. New word alert. Is that mnemonic? New word alert. <laughs> I thought mnemonic had to do with like, like, I guess I've just, I always think of it in the, in, it was the other word. I always think of it as a mnemonic device. Well, yeah, it's um, a device that helps you remember something. I think that's all a mnemonic is. As far as it's I think that you're broad. right. I think, yeah, I think in my head, I think of it as being a, a, a memory trick that also always has to have some sort of like wordplay in it. Sure. Like, I, I think like, of it as you a, think of like an acronym. Yeah. I think of it as a mental string around your finger. Like it, it could be anything. Right. I think you're right. I'm just saying, like, I'm realizing why I have my... Sure. What, why I have this structure around yeah, that Yeah, because King Philip did whatever with his horses. What's that one? Kingdom, phylum, oh, order. Oh, I do the... I, I, had, I remember having one. I don't know if I can remember off the top of my head, but I know I had one in astronomy class for the order the planets go in. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, or like uh, guitar strings, mm-hmm. like which order, the, which order they go in. Um, I have a mnemonic device for that. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, there was one. I don't know what it is either. Every good boy does fine. No, that's mine notes. was. That's uh, mine was every acid dealer gets busted eventually. Um, because because when you play guitar, everyone hears the sounds of justice. It's a trip. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's anyway. Yeah. So that, I think I, when I think of them, I think of them as having this sort of like thing and i guess i guess the rickman pronunciation is a mnemonic device it's just i didn't think of it that way we are certainly extending the end of this episode <laughs> we could wrap it up all right uh i uh, is there anything else you want to say i don't think so uh, hopefully i will have a better attitude next time well hopefully well you had a plenty of notes and i think that's great and hopefully next time you far too many notes reread- for my taste you'll have reread the last chapter again and confirmed whether or not you were a big spoiler head Oh, and right. and then we'll be able to address that in our in our housekeeping, mm-hmm. and we can we can talk about it next week. So uh, in the in the interim, that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. Um, I have started my record.
if I led the countdown, do you think, <laughs> um, since it would sound off to me that I would be more in line with the echo of me I heard in your ear or from your earpiece? No, that's not how time works. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you go first doesn't mean you're faster in time than I am. <laughs> I suppose when you say it like that, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> That's pretty damn embarrassing. Well, if you don't have anything else, I think that brings us to our new word alert. <gasps> I need you. Okay. I need you to look up two words on your phone. Okay. All right. What's the first word? Uh, cudgel. C U D G E L. 